a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. A big primary day today Georgia, Alabama, Arkansas, and Texas. And, of course, we'll be watching closely to see how these primary debates uh, and these primary votes play out and the impact they'll have going into the fall of 2022. But what's the message behind the headlines of winners and losers? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, as we've been covering throughout the day here on KSL News Radio, it is primary day in Georgia, Alabama, Arkansas, and Texas. Crucial races happening there. And many, of course, are trying to do a little influence check as we go through these primaries on both the Democratic side of the aisle and the Republican side of the aisle. Many are looking at those candidates that have been endorsed by President Joe Biden to see if that will give them a little muscle and a little flex to get across the finish line and on to the general election. Likewise, on the Republican side of the aisle, many are questioning the influence of former President Donald Trump and his endorsements. So we're going to break all of those down as we go through the day today and look at uh, where that influence is and is not. And I'm one of those who uh, just doesn't believe that endorsements matter. I just don't think that's where it happens. I don't know of anyone who really walks into a voting booth or sits at their kitchen table to cast a vote if they're voting by mail, and say, I'm going to vote for this person because so-and-so told me to. Uh, I just don't think that's how it flies. And I have seen, I can't tell you how many campaigns I have watched waste countless hours, days, dollars, chasing the endorsement of someone that they think will be the silver bullet to their campaign and a winning strategy. And it never happens. It just doesn't. Uh, I I have told campaigns on both sides of the aisle and across the country, if you are chasing and worrying about and fretting about and complaining about endorsements or debates, it's because you're losing. And the reason you're losing is because you're not doing the right kind of campaigning. Campaign strategy comes down to message. And how do you break through that? And how do you make that in a way that actually shows your vision of what comes next? Uh, we've been talking throughout the day today here on KSL News Radio about the influence or non-influence. Uh, many have been, of course, uh, debating former President Trump's influence on these early primary races, and the results are very mixed. Uh, the thing I would point out is that uh, the former president uh, rarely has a candidate who has gotten over 30 to 33 percent of the Republican vote. Uh, So does the president have influence? Absolutely. Is he a golden ticket to victory? Absolutely not. 
Uh, it is a portion of the Republican base, uh, and it's a smaller portion of the Republican base. Uh, even those candidates he's endorsed that have won, very few have gotten beyond that 32, 33%, uh, which leads us to a whole other question about shouldn't a candidate really have to get to 50% to actually win a contest? I'm one who believes that you should, uh, because again, if you're th- if you think about that, Uh, Take something like the Ohio race where you had J.D. Vance, uh, who did get an endorsement late from the former president, uh, although he also got uh, about two million dollars of ad buys coming out of Peter Thiel's organizations uh, that I think had a far bigger influence. Uh, But think about that race. J.D. Vance wins with about 32 percent of the vote, uh, which means that 68 percent of the people of Republicans in Ohio uh, didn't vote for him. That's an interesting thing to have a a little conversation and debate about. Uh, And here's an interesting one that we're following, especially today. Again, primaries in Alabama. Congressman Mo Brooks uh, had an endorsement from former President Trump. Uh, And then after saying that we all ought to move on from the 2020 election debate, uh, that endorsement was withdrawn. Here's what uh, Representative Brooks said. There are some people who are despondent about the voter fraud and election theft in 2020. Folks, put that behind you. Put that behind you. Yes. Look forward. Look forward. Look forward. Beat them in 2022. Beat them in 2024. All right. Now, I I typically do not agree with uh, Representative Mo Brooks, a Republican from Alabama, on a host of things. Uh, But I absolutely 100 percent agree Look ahead. Look forward. That's how you win. Now, interestingly, since the former president withdrew his endorsement of Representative Brooks, he's actually gone up in the polls and is surging coming down the home stretch in Alabama. Why did you go up in the polls in the last few months? Well, because we were able to, with our limited funds, start campaigning more aggressively. Uh, Katie Britt has tons and tons of special interest group money, Mitch McConnell money, just coming out the kazoo, she was able to launch her attacks early on, and we had no ability to respond. Now that we've gotten out that I'm the only conservative in this race, Katie Britt's not a conservative. Mike Durant, he's more of a John McCain style of Republican. That kind of messaging is what has caused voters to sit up and take notice. Mo Brooks is our guy. Messaging, messaging, messaging. You get on the right messaging, and it's amazing what happens in a campaign. And so I think that was very fascinating. Again, Mo Brooks gets this little bump in the polls and some momentum. Uh, I, I'm at minimum, I will predict that Mo Brooks will make it into a runoff. They do have a runoff rule in Alabama if no one gets to 50 percent. So I think he will be uh, part of a runoff there in Alabama. And uh, just to round this out, Mo Brooks was asked uh, if President Trump's influence was actually waning in the Republican Party. And while he said not really, he said, but there are a lot of mixed results that you have to take a look at. No, I don't think so. Uh, Not at all. Uh, But no one has 100 percent influence. There are varying degrees of influence in different parts of the country Uh, and the state of Alabama, by way of example, in Senate races, he's endorsed two out of three times his endorsees have not done well. One out of three times they have done well. We tend to be a pretty independent group in the state of Alabama. And that's what happens in most places that most people like to be a little independent. And so just having an endorsement from somebody from the outside does not guarantee victory. In fact, many times it gets in the way of victory.
Now, let's flip over to the other side of the aisle. A very important race happening in the state of Texas today where you have uh, pro- uh, the progressive candidate, Jessica Cisneros, who's running in the uh, Texas primary runoff. And uh, she says that the uh, Democrats can't risk having a slim majority and that her opponent uh, is more like a Joe Manchin version in the House of Representatives. The last thing we want is to hold on to a slim Democratic majority and then have someone like Henry Cuellar, who's going to keep standing with Republicans, not just on this issue, but he's done it on things like the PRO Act. He's voted to you know, fund the border wall. I mean, has an A rating from the NRA. There's so many key issues where he's always standing with Republicans. And he could become the Joe Manchin of the House. We don't want Henry Cuellar to be the deciding vote on the future of our fundamental freedoms and rights in this country. We just can't risk that. So in looking at uh, this race, again, the progressive Cisneros uh, and then this uh, more moderate Democrat, uh, Cuellar, and Cuellar actually has the endorsement of President Joe Biden. So it's going to be an interesting clash there. Now, Garrett Hake of MSNBC said that it might be good for Representative Cuellar to embrace uh, Cisneros' description of him as a Joe Manchin of the House. But I suspect he might not be that uncomfortable with that framing if you turn it around a little bit as someone who helps hold a majority in a seat that he believes he is uniquely qualified to hold and that Cisneros might put in jeopardy if she becomes the progressive nominee in a South Texas district that may be trending more towards Republicans over time. So fascinating to uh, to look at that uh, and actually embracing the Joe Manchin mantle uh, as a more moderate uh, person to be in the House. I think Cuellar is going to do well in Texas uh, for the Democrats tonight, and that will be good for President Joe Biden. That's more his style uh, of Democrat as opposed to the further left uh, progressives that are vying for seats today. And so as you look at all of this, it really does come down to the message. And I think if, if Cuellar stays on this message of, hey, I'm a Joe Manchin type for the House, I think that plays very well in the state of Texas. And then we're going to continue. We're going to do this a little later on in the show today. We're going to continue to break down all of these races and why they matter to all of us here in the state of of Utah, because they do. The balance of power will be significant in 2022 and where that goes. We're going to help you break it all down. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.